new investor, the average person that maybe hasn't bought a flip, I mean, their main focus really should be on, you know, getting leads and then analyzing deals and making offers. So I think the, the first emphasis of what they should focus on is really the deal analysis portion of the process. So finding deals, analyzing the deals, determining what they should offer, and then going out and actually making offers on properties because you're not going to actually get a property under contract unless you go out and get in the thick of things and start making offers on properties. So that's 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 where you're going to start, I think, is on the deal and out side of things. So. Welcome to the Real Estate Riches Podcast, your source for real estate investment education. Each week, we'll feature an interview with a successful investor who will share their story to help us better understand the business of real estate investing. And now, here's your host, Gabe DeSilva. Welcome to Real Estate Riches Podcast, guys. I'm here with my good friend, Dave Robertson, and we are going to jam out on all things deal modeling mastery and the importance of the modeling of a deal, positioning and presenting a deal to investors and why it's critical that you give this some time, energy, and effort. Uh, just as important as finding the deal is how you package and fund the deal. And that's where Dave's expertise comes in. So uh, Dave, tell folks yep. about yourself and the business and what you guys are up to. Yep, so uh, I'm Dave Robertson. I am a part-time house flipper here in Kansas City. So I started flipping houses way back in 2011. Uh, bought my first personal residence, fixed it up myself. That kind of gave me the bug that made me think that maybe flipping houses could be a cool option for me to help make some extra money on the side. So ended up doing that uh, part-time while I was working for a local construction company as a commercial construction estimator. Um, while I was doing that, I also started working on you know some spreadsheets and stuff that I could help model my own deals. So analyzing the deal up front, making sure that I'm not overpaying for the property, estimating the repair costs, creating scopes of work and stuff like that. Make sure that I've got a nice uh, tight renovation budget for the projects. So I, I started creating a spreadsheet and then it's just kind of gradually morphed into some elaborate spreadsheet um, that I started selling online. So that was something that I just kept on working on, working on, working on. Um, probably worked on that way too much. Honestly, I should have been focusing way more on actually finding deals and doing more deals. But instead, I got caught up in the whole the whole process of building systems instead of doing deals. So that's probably one thing I learned in that whole situation. But in the scheme of things, it's all paid off just because this is kind of involved evolved into a completely new business of its own and something that I'm passionate about and enjoy. So now um, the house flipping spreadsheet, that was the product that I ended up launching back in 2014. Just wanted to share my special spreadsheet with everybody else. It ended up being pretty popular. We've had, you know, 100,000 plus people download our spreadsheets over the years. And now it's kind of morphed into a new web-based platform. So we decided to start building a new web-based platform back in 2017, 18-ish. And that's kind of evolved into a new new platform of its own. So, Yeah, it's absolutely evolved over the years that we've been using it. I've seen what you've done with it and we'll dig into that um, and the difference between House Flipping Spreadsheet and Flipper Force and the web-based platform. Uh, before we go there, you had said something uh, and I'm, I'm thankful that you dug in and really put the time into building this thing out. Uh, 
you spoke on what prompted you to go in and do it. And I remember coming into this space, needing to differentiate myself from all the other investors who are going to lenders, trying to position themselves as guys who know what they're doing. And it's getting people to write you big checks, whether it's a hard money lender or a private lender. I immediately saw the need for a tool like House Flipping Spreadsheet and what prompted you? Because it existed when I came around, but it didn't exist when, before you created it. So what prompted you? How did you know, like, what about that, desire, that need spoke to you? Like, not only do I know I need to do this, but I know I need to take the bull by the horns and create this. Um, I mean, I've always kind of been dabbling in stuff online, selling stuff. So I've had a few websites over the years. Um, it originally started as like back in 2009, uh, 2009. I had just a remodeling estimating spreadsheet. So I just posted it on a website that I created. I actually had like a social networking platform for people that were going to be remodeling houses. So it was kind of like a Facebook for remodelers. So I, I was kind of dabbling in that as a hobby and I had posted my spreadsheet on there. Um, and some people occasionally bought it, but I just didn't have the traffic to really, really sell it. So I think I knew just, going into it that people are willing to buy a product like this if I really invest the time into maybe building a brand around this product then maybe it could really take off and that's that's kind of what happened so I, I mean ultimately the product was really built for myself as just a tool to analyze deals and estimate renovation costs but I've always kind of had a, a interest in online marketing and online sales so that's where it, it transitioned into an actual brand and an actual business there. Yeah, the confluence of the two kind of working in your unique ability and then uh, fulfilling a need yourself as the first customer. Uh, yep. I know that like, and then you doing what you did with regard to branding it, it's essentially what it does for us. When we use the tool, when we generate the reports, like we brand ourselves as authorities, as guys and gals that look like we know what we're doing, look like we've done it before. And that's uh, in part, thanks to you and, and the tool and the reports that it generates. So, um, yep. kudos to you for that, that, uh, so tell, okay. So now let's transition into kind of differentiating between, cause we've been talking about 09 and then kind of tinkering and then 2011. And then here we are 2020 as this thing has evolved, um, as I knew it when I first started using it and where you are now kind of help us differentiate between what it was and what it is. Right. So, I mean, the house flipping spreadsheet is still a product that we sell online. So it's really a product for investors that would prefer, <clears throat> excuse me, prefer a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet or something that's in Google Sheets, something that might be a little bit more customizable for them from a spreadsheet perspective. I mean, there's still a lot of people that still prefer spreadsheets over a web-based platform. Um, Flipperforce really kind of takes the entire platform to the next level. So, you know, something that you run into when you you build out a spreadsheet is, you know, right now the house flipping spreadsheet has like 55 different sheets in one workbook. So eventually the thing gets pretty massive. It kind of slows down. There's only so many more sheets you can technically add to a workbook before it just gets too crazy and too cumbersome for the user. So that's really, you know, one of the main reasons why we decided to build out a new platform was to make it a little bit more user friendly, but there's, there's also just kind of an endless amount of possibilities with what you can do on the web. Whereas when you're developing in Microsoft Excel, you're kind of shackled with the limitations of Microsoft Excel. So Flipper Force, I mean, it's, it's going to be mobile friendly. So because it's a web app, you can open it on 
any device. You can open it on your computer, your laptop, your tablet, or a tablet or your phone. Um, you can also plug into data APIs like Zillow, Google Maps, um, other comping uh, APIs, stuff like that. And then ultimately, I just think it's going to be take it to a, a better place as far as like overall um, usability and stuff like that. Um, and then another thing is, you know, as you scale, I mean, managing one project in one spreadsheet um, is fine. Maybe even managing a couple projects in separate spreadsheets, it's fine. But when you start to scale your business and you've got 10 different projects going on all at once, you've got 10 separate spreadsheets that you're managing. And again, that can get a little, little crazy and cumbersome for, for people. So that's where the flipper force, you've got all of that in one platform and you can see everything that you've got going on in your entire business in one software platform. So, yeah, let's, so let's dig into that a bit because um, we've talked about modeling deals on the front end and using the tool for that. And then you and I have spoken offline a bit about the project management piece you just alluded to and using it in that capacity. So using it to develop a scope, um, using it to track a project, um, maybe just elaborate a bit on like the developing the scope piece and then just um, running, running the project piece. Right. So, so really when you when you first, you know, think a property might be a good deal. I mean, the, the very first step is really to run it through a, a calculator, analyze the deal, make sure that it's actually going to be a good deal or not determine the maximum purchase price that you should offer, make sure that there's actually some good profit in the deal. So really that's the first step. Um, you're also going to want to put together a, a rough estimate. So once you determine whether it's going to be a good deal or not, you really need to start putting together a detailed scope of work and estimate of the renovation costs. So we've got a repair estimator in there that uh, you can use to help you do that process. And then eventually if you do get it under contract, that's really where the, the project management functionality comes into play. We've got schedulers that you can use to create Gantt timelines and stuff like that, manage your tasks and then track on project expenses. So sure so you're analyzing the deal and then once you do get it under contract, making sure that you're executing the plan. So mm -hmm. yeah, so on the scope piece, we cut out for a bit there, but um, just tell us again yeah. about um, about analyzing the deal. And then I was going to ask you to expand upon that too, where the data goes in, because I love how robust it is categorically. And then the breakout beneath each category. Can you talk to us a little bit about those, um, the standards and numbers that you key in and then how they compile per line item to ultimately tell um, and then it generates a report, but like, what are you spending on masonry? What are you spending on framing? Um, can you talk a little bit about that just because you cut out a bit, but we'll, we'll weave it back together. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So you're putting together a scope of work. We've got our repair estimator tool, which you can use to create an estimate. Now our, our estimator comes with a database of common cat. Um, so roofing, siding, exterior, all of those different categories. Um, and basically what you do is you'll, you'll need to go out to the property. You're going to want to do some measurements, figure out how many the property needs, how many exterior doors you need, how many windows there are on the property. And then you're just going to plug that kind that do the ester and it'll spit out a rough book for that scope of work that you, you input in there. So that's, that's kind of the, the rough process there as you know, and inspect the property, determine what actually needs to be 
renovated or repaired and then quantify it and then plug that in. Uh, we've got prices there, but obviously prices can vary substantially depending on where you're located. So it's always best to, to look at the material pricing adjusted to your materials that you're going to be using and then, you know, talk to local tractors as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the thoroughness of it is what um, most resonated with us when we first started using the scope and the repair estimator, we would, uh, we subscribe to the model that you start with the most robust possible list and you compress down where, where it's not necessary across the board. So what all could you possibly envision doing on this new construction project? Okay, well, that's going to be a, a hell of a list. And then you wind up taking down a cosmetic rehab. Well, okay, it's better to start with the massive list and then compress down to the things that apply on that specific project and to tie to that scope. And then that's why I love how robust it is in in the software because it's got everything. And then from there you say, that's not going to apply here. That's not going to apply here. And at least, you know, as opposed to not knowing what you don't know and then being blindsided. So yeah, again, kudos to you guys well, for building that thing out that way. Yeah. And in the repair estimator, I mean, it's got a bunch of categories in there that you might not even need on your project. So, I mean, we've got a pool category and mm -hmm. probably on the vast majority of projects, you're not going to have a pool, but at least you're thinking about it. So it's kind of like a checklist. So you're, you're seeing all of those categories there. You're seeing roofing, siding, exterior painting. So then you're just kind of doing a mental check. Okay. Do I need roofing mm -hmm. on this project? Okay. If I do, then I'm going to go look at this list. I'm going to quantify it and put a number to it at least. So I think a lot of times people try to do this stuff in their head and they end up missing stuff or they under budget stuff and that's where they really get themselves into trouble. So, yeah, well, let's transition from that. And then like kind of how do we advise people to really leverage and maximize um, house flipping spreadsheet, flipper force, everything that you guys have worked tirelessly to build. How do you really leverage it to its fullest capacity? Let's focus primarily on someone new or aspiring investor early on in their journey. Right. So I think, you know, for the average new investor, the average person that maybe hasn't bought a flip, I mean, their main focus really should be on, you know, getting leads and then analyzing deals and making offers. So I think the, the first emphasis of what they should focus on is really the deal analysis portion of the process. So finding deals, analyzing the deals, determining what they should offer, and then going out and actually making offers on properties because you're not going to actually get a property under contract unless you go out and get in the thick of things and start making offers on properties. So that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's where you're going to start, I think, is on the deal analysis side of things. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if you're further along in your journey and you've got a consistent a marketing machine and you're generating leads and you're converting and you're locking up deals regularly. Um, and then in that scenario, dive into the project management functionality of the tool and start looking at, like you said, the Gantt charts, the ability to forecast and model out and what's this going to look like? How long is this going to take reverse engineering? I like to kind of work backwards. If I say a project's going to take X amount of time, start divvying up that timeline and putting big yeah. chunks of trades in there. Typically, if it's a long duration, you're talking about putting in a dozen or more tradesmen. And, uh, and so that's when I like to chunk things out. And we call it the trade tracker. And we use milestones a lot like what you guys have built yep. into the tool. So um, 
That's great. So that's guidance for anybody who's watching, who's going to dive in and use the tool, regardless of where you are in your journey. Uh, there's functionality here that will serve you. What about overarching advice, like a parting piece of guidance to send to a listener or somebody watching who, um, again, let's do it kind of in two parts. Like you're green, you're relatively new to the business or you're slightly more seasoned. Um, maybe you're where we are in the journey. How do you advise people? Um, I mean, I guess, you know, as of right now, there's a lot of uncertainty going on um, in the world. So it is kind of a crazy time. Um, you know, right now is probably a good time to be educating yourself. I mean, that that's probably the best advice I can give is um, if you are afraid of what's going on right now and you, you just want to sit on the sidelines or whatever, then maybe you should. And if you don't have that education, then that's really what you, you should be focusing on right now because, there very well could be some pretty good opportunities coming down the road here shortly. If, you know, you know, there's some coming down the pipeline. I'm not sure I'm not Nostradamus or anything like that, but, <laughs> but I mean, that's what I would say. I mean, that education is kind of the foundation of everything um, when you're getting started. So um, the more, you know, I think the more confident you're going to be um, getting into the business, analyzing deals and then eventually making offers. So I think that's where I was, you know, 10 years ago was I was reading books, making sure that I knew what I was doing before I was actually, you know, buying a property. But then eventually, you know, you do have to kind of jump in at some point or else you're never going to get started. So um, I guess that's, that's my advice to start with education um, and go from there for the, the new. Um, and then I, I, I guess as far as the seasoned investors, I mean, I think, you know, our platform, where, where some people might, a seasoned investor might run into trouble um, is, you know, they might analyze a deal up front and then they just kind of let their profit margin, they might have a good deal on their hands, but they kind of let their profit margin slip. So I think that's also where um, a lot of professional flippers might have trouble is, you know, they, they, they're good at finding deals, they're good at acquiring deals, but then maybe they let the profit margin slip in a deal and it ends up being not as good of a deal as it once was when they were first analyzing the deal. So I think, you know, that's probably another thing where our platform can really help people create systems in their business to help them hopefully maximize their profits. So, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. As we got further along in our journey, we started taking for granted that we had acquired the right deal and then weren't managing things as tightly as we could have been and systems needed to be developed and implemented. Otherwise, like you said, the margins start to slip little bits and pieces things start to leak and uh, and yeah you, you model a deal at six figures and you wind up not making um nearly six figures on it and immediately you're like what the hell happened here um right. and it's not that hard to find where the leakage was once you run a PL and you look at what you originally modeled and you look at what you spent uh it's pretty yeah. it's pretty black and white so i uh yeah man i, I think that was great i think uh we for sure uh kind of expanded upon what the functionality of the tool is and who can use it and, and how and why um, I, I absolutely resonate with the acquiring knowledge during like at the time of this recording, we're in the middle of COVID. So um, you guys are in quarantine. You absolutely know. And if you've watched any of my stuff, you've heard me say like now is the time to acquire knowledge, knowledge up now, especially if you're early on in your journey, strengthen relationships and go source capital because like Dave suggested, yep. we're not sure what's coming, but we can, assume it's going to look like opportunity. Like it's going to be something opportunistic. So be like liquid um, and have the right partnerships in place 
And, uh, and so there's advice there for uh, anybody anywhere in their journey. So that was, that was amazing, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming on and for uh, enlightening us and sharing uh, with us all of that uh, insight. Yeah. Man. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. Appreciate you having me on here. Uh, and we'll, we'll stay in touch brother and uh we'll drop links to uh the software everybody um dave tell them where you'd prefer to have them go find you uh on instagram over on the website where's your preferred um platform well say the best place to find us is really just on our our websites um so we don't do a whole lot on social media but our website we've got a lot of stuff going on over there so flipperforce.com um you can check us out there um and you can sign up for a free 30-day trial with the software um so if you just want to take it for a test drive you can do that we've also got you know a bunch of educational stuff so we've got kind of a how to flip houses uh, curriculum and just some articles that I've written on stuff. We've got some case studies with the software, uh, me running through some case studies on how to estimate recosts, deals, how to create a project schedule, stuff like that. Um, and then if you are interested in the, the spreadsheet, we've kind of got that on over there, the houseflippingspreadsheet.com. And, uh, you know, we've got some case studies on how to use the spreadsheet as well. So. Yes. Oh, and the educational videos, like again, kudos to you, man. Those things are amazing. So everybody go click through the links. We'll of course link them here as well, but go and check this stuff out and you're offering the trial. So give it a run, yep. uh, see if it serves you guys. Encourage you to go and do that. Uh, thanks again, buddy. Real estate investment rock stars. Congratulations on taking one more step toward real estate riches. I know that you're serious about a successful future in the real estate investment business and the real estate riches podcast is going to help you get there. Head on over to GabeDaSilva.com right now and get yourself signed up for a coaching call where Gabe will help you figure out the next step on your journey. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the real estate riches podcast.